time to strap our boots on This is a perfect day to die Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender And there's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through Live on Facebook, fuck it. Let's go piss some people off on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> Media's being recorded. We're going live. Yeah, we're recording. Yes, I understand. There we go. This thing, I swear. <laughs> Is that all right now? Yeah, it's joining the page. Okay. All right. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> right. Take me back to Zoom, man. What the hell is going on with this thing? Yeah, man. Like, oh my God. There we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lore Entertainment Interviews with Soldiers and my man, David Frolic, right here in the house today with that nice ass car in the back. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much, Daphne Matthews, for having this and supporting the troops and uh, the sacrifices that went along with making this country maybe not so much what it is right now, but what it was not too long ago. Glad to have you, man. Seriously, glad to have you. I love all my vests. I love that damn hat. That's cool. <laughs> so do you got your phone propped up? We good to go? I'm holding it right now. Hold it. Oh, the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding it. Uh, we'll see how long my arms last and the battery goes, but um, I should be good for half an hour, 40 minutes. All right, we're good. All right, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in the military? Uh, I grew up with... Uh, my father, who was a major in the army under MacArthur, and a major in the army is above a captain in other branches of the service. And he was out there uh, fooling around, helping MacArthur work on his 16-cylinder LaSalle uh, at the midway point um, before they did all the Okinawa and stuff like that in the beginning of the campaign. And uh, my dad was friends and hot-rodded on a landing, or he would have been a pilot. And uh, MacArthur made him a gunboat commander and gave him a, you know, a small little platoon of people to cross the South China Sea and land in French, French Indochina. And the French hmm, turned him over to the Japanese where he was a prisoner of war for three and a half years and frozen in rank and helped build the bridge over River Kwai and uh, survived, you know, all kinds of malaria and dengue, dengue and these weird tropical diseases. But enough about him. What about you? What do you think about him? 
I think, I mean, the prisoner of war situation, that's, there's so many people out there, you know, who have actually been taken in. And I mean, a lot of people don't make it out once they are taken, you know, and it just sucks. It, I mean, it really sucks. And if it wouldn't be for those people, I mean, especially in the wars that happened a long time ago, I, I where, what, what would we be doing now? Especially like, think about Pearl Harbor, you know, Pearl Harbor, they invaded. What if they would have taken it, you know? Right. America wouldn't be where it is right now. And America definitely wouldn't be anywhere without our troops at all, you know? No, I hear you. Um, my dad was actually at the beginning of the war when it launched, when the Japs burled, uh, bombed Pearl Harbor, my dad was on a different part of the island getting his appendix taken out. Wow. And then uh, he told me that when he was in uh, Cabana Tuan, they used to call it, um, that a lot of the guys couldn't keep it together mentally. And they ended up going AWOL and checking out. And I don't know if they killed themselves or what, but he said only the really strong ones with a certain mental capacity or tenacity or whatever survived that stint and i'm not sure how many came in and out and went back and forth or you know just uh died for whatever reasons besides the bugs the bamboo and the bayonets so because of your dad being in the military is that's why you joined uh one of the reasons i mean i grew up as a tadpole, you know, I could swim before I could walk. And then I went to the sea cadets and then the Naval Reserve and always around boats and airplanes and, you know, tinkering on cars. And, uh, you know, it's like any good father, they, they want him to, I guess, to a degree, continue in their footsteps. So I was fortunate enough to have someone and my dad had been married twice before. I'm from his third wife and the last one out. He said when he got, uh, the, the war ended and I don't know, the Liberty ship brought him back to New York that he could eat out of any dumpster, any garbage can, any sewer thing. And he had such a high tolerance from surviving those last three and a half years with barely a, a dried piece of fish and a little ball of rice that the, 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 the Japanese commanding officers would give him because they treated my father a little bit better because he was brass you know like they say people have scrambled eggs on their hat because of their captain or colonel or whatever yeah. so um my dad had a pet tarantula that he used to give some of his food to and feed underneath the cot to keep the scorpions away that's a pretty that's a cool little idea right there yeah <laughs> that's definitely a couple times you know my dad i don't know if he had dysentery or something one of the jungle feeding, uh rot rotting flesh or something like that and he had to like heat up a knife in a fire to to kind of cauterize it while he cut it out so it wouldn't bleed and he had other people that like i don't know where where exactly i haven't looked at a map in a while i used to know my geography better uh that would have to carry crippled people down and 
throw them in the river so they get their exercise and bathe. Um, I don't know how bad our uh, American troops were on the Japanese prisoners that were here stateside mm -hmm. and kind of held in California and various places. But um, over there, it, it, you know, survival of the fittest, I guess. So which brands, was you Army? Did you join the Army or? No, no, I was Navy, Naval Reserve. And then I transferred to the Air Force ROTC, Reserve Officer Training Corps in, in college. Then went to Maxwell Air Force Base uh, with the Air Force and down in Tiger Tail and Coconut Grove for the Naval Reserve. So was you sent overseas after 9-11 when 9-11 happened or? Is that when you were doing something else with your life? Uh, I was doing something else. Uh, in 9-11, I was, uh, I was 2001, wasn't it? Yeah, September. Yeah. No, I was, uh, had just moved to, oh, I've been, no, in California for about 11 years. I moved there in the end of 89, beginning of 90, to San Diego to chase a dream. And actually, I was on the Young and the Restless at that time. I started on in '98, and then I was on for like eight months, and off for about a year, year and a, a couple months, and then back for five and a half. So almost, not quite eight total, a little over seven. So I was uh, going to CVS on uh, Beverly and Fairfax, basically, and if you know Hollywood at all, right near Cantor's famous Jewish deli. <laughs> I used to eat there twice a, 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 a twice a week at least, and they got matzo ball. I mean, a split pea soup on Wednesdays only, and bagel chips and the burgers and breakfast. It's, it's an amazing place to eat. So altogether, your whole I mean, career lifetime in the military. How long was you in for? Uh, not counting being a tadpole and a sea cadet, uh, the Naval Reserve. Uh, it was every friggin' weekend and then one month a year doing a bivouac down on some island eating you know crickets and snails and grasshoppers and whatever you could catch because they only drop you off with like a pack of matches and a knife and i don't know a couple canteens of water so it was like survivor but yeah but i mean we have our co's and stuff like that and you know I got I got to spend some time on various ships and go out on destroyers and visit an aircraft carrier and heavy cruisers and light frigates and stuff like that. Um, and then college was kind of short lived with my ROTC. I was actually a walk on for Coach Paul Bear Bryant in 1979, uh, and I stayed on the team until he passed away and like January 25th of 83. So I played the last four years of him as a walk-on receiver. And then I got in a bad injury towards October of that year. And I didn't do the ROTC that final year. So I have three years of ROTC maybe. And then I got to be a almost an E4 down at, at Tiger Tail enlisted. And then I decided my dad says, hey, go in as an officer. You make more money, you get treated better, you get paid more. I already said make more money. And then it's just you get other stuff that just the enlisted grunts and stuff don't get. So I decided to go into officer training school, whatever. 
and uh, I wanted to be a pilot in the, in the jets and uh, went to Maxwell Air Force Base. And it's just a, on a parlay segment, it's, it's such a shame that this huge lawsuit after lawsuit, after exposure, after something, after Camp Lejeune and something else, when the government knew damn well that something was wrong and polluted and, and unhealthy. And, you know, the, just like the foam that they used during the naval training, it's cancerous and people with leukemia and all this cancer and shit like that. And they're just like, oh, no, really wasn't our fault. You got it somewhere else. That's bullshit. You know, they knew damn well. It's just like Flint, Michigan. Oh, well, if they're poor people that aren't going to vote in a certain thing, why take care of them? And then that big train spill uh, up in, uh, I forget the name of it. Virginia. Yeah, it was, was it Virginia? Yeah. The big bad one, man, when they lit all the shit on fire and the EPA came and everyone's getting paid under the table to say, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You can drink the water and eat the fish. And there's slime and, you know, like an extra ear growing out of their shoulder. And, you know, it's like, what the? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, it, it's on the um, it's West Virginia, I believe. And then it's right there where um, Ohio. Palestine. Wasn't Pal that the name of it? Not Palestine, but Palestine, uh, Michigan or something. And big Union Railroad trains. It's just it, it's so sad that. It's come to a, a, a point in, in, in my life to where this isn't the country that I grew up with. And the people that are kneeling during the anthem and spitting on this and burning the flag and shit like that. And you have the right to do it, but there doesn't seem like the appropriate uh, return ass whipping that they've been diminished, you know, dealing out and raping and looting and burning and stealing and shit like that. And that's like a free for all because it's such a homogenized, um, limp wrist, spring shoed kind of, you know, pussy foot, spandex pants, kind of whatever color hair you want to wear and identify as. That that's not the America that I grew up in, nor do I want to see it turn into. Well, I mean, my my perspective is because my kids are younger and they've I've had three that's been in the military. And Congratulations and thank you. And why don't you? Give them a shout out right now for whatever branch they're in. I love my kids. They know this is one of the reasons why I do this. I love my children. And I mean, to sit there and watch, and I hear from soldiers that are with them and that are over there that none of these soldiers want, want to be there anymore or even want to enlist anymore because I believe, you know, these people that are burning the flag or, you know, spitting or kneeling and this and that. Yeah. Okay. You guys, I get it. I get what you're trying to do and what you're trying to say, but honestly, from an opinion, and this is not only my opinion, everybody almost has the same opinion. You guys are fucking up because you would not know how to defend your ass in an actual war, nor would you have the balls to actually go and fight in said fucking wars because you're yeah. not put your life on the line because you're too busy fucking off, burning flags, kneeling, praising football people when who do you call, okay, when shit goes down? Your first responders. I'm not saying there's not corruption, but come on. You're calling first responders. You're expecting the military. Of course, the military is going to do their job because they have a job to do. 
out there to protect your ass to keep you to be able to do the shit that you're doing now okay and i know this might have a bad taste in some people's mouths but i don't give a fuck really i don't because i wouldn't he wouldn't be able to sit here nobody would even be able to do anything if we get invaded at all i'm not going to see all of you people that are doing that and being stupid out there defending us you're not the ones i'm gonna want to defend me anyway i can tell you that right now you know i prefer you have to have guys with balls of steel and courage and they're willing to sacrifice and not leave their brothers behind and i've got friends and all branches of the service and black and this and that and SEAL team and special ops. And it's just, it's crazy how this country has gone basically to hell in the handbasket. I was gonna my buddy, Tony. I had the camera set up. Sorry. Nah. I wonder where the barbersaw came from. It's just, I feel like it's ridiculous. <laughs> they, yeah. With your dad in the service? They're overstepping. They are completely overstepping. And the level of disrespect is sickening. It is sickening. I mean, if people want to succeed and people want to do good, then people need to get off their lazy asses and get jobs. They have them, you know, everywhere. And this generation, and it's not towards all the generation because there are some generation, but I know I have eight children and they're mostly in that little millennial type generation. And, you know, the answer to the problem is get off your ass, get a job, plain and simple. And join the military if you want to make something. They pay for your school. You know, come on. What What is wrong with this anymore? You know, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it anymore. I don't, you know. What, what gets me is in the last couple election cycles, and I do believe things are slanted in a certain direction because of certain people that own 80, 90% of the media outlets and TV and radio newspaper and the so quote unquote news. Mm -hmm. And the word news came from North, East, West, and South, which is the four corners of the world. But it's been so adulterated and processed and homogenized and it's just like my sister she watches cnn 10 hours a day and they tell you how to feel what to think yet her uh i don't want i don't want to really call it a church because it's a unitarian utilitarian utility i can't even say it fellowship and i don't know if they do believe and follow the bible much but that's what i grew up kind of a lutheran and then you got you know all these other orthodoxists and greek that and you know catholic this and something else and it's like we have unity just like our 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 our, what we say and cross our, our our hand over our heart and now they don't even allow that in school and they got all the little gender benders and people trying to sway the little our next couple generations to be something other than who God intended them to. And it really bothers me that they're picking on the kids, but that's how every socialist country basically takes over and and gets root into the system is by the next generation that they can form and mold and, and coerce. And then to me, had you not been a strong mom and raised your children the way they were and, and kind of led them to say, Hey, you know, 
this is my country. This is my flag. This is my Bible. These are my beliefs. Here's my, you know, 10 to uh, 12 commandments or whatever amendments and all this stuff and freedom of speech. And you don't have to like it, but you got to do it. And the only easy day was yesterday. What gets me is all the people that still hate this country so much are still in America because it's the best country on the planet. And if you hate it so much, why don't you go somewhere else instead of coming here and trying to make it like that third world piece of shit country that you left now that you want to change like all the Democrats moving out of California because it sucks and whatever and going somewhere else and turning it into the shithole just like what they left and going to a, a red state. Okay, I might not be a, a Democrat. I may not be a Republican and I might be a, an American and a patriot and an independent. And I know that there's good and bad and everything. And there's three sides to every story, your side, my side and the truth. I'm with you on that. I'm an independent because now I believe, and this is my honest belief right here, that there's not one good politician in the world. So why don't we just hire somebody to come in and run the country that actually gives a shit about the country and not the money and the political bullshit and actually do what they need to do. And they need to actually bring somebody in who's an independent, period. What do you think happened with uh, DJT? The Department of Justice? Donald J. Trump. Oh, Donald. Yeah, Donald. He wasn't a politician. He couldn't be bought. He had his own billions. Yeah. And they can't stand him. They tried to impeach him after he left office. There's all this indictments and shit on him now because they're so afraid uh, that they're going to expose more of the truth with the crooked FBI, CIA, DOJ, all the alphabet soup people. Uh, nothing's going against, you know, his son and Ukraine and all this stuff and the way they left friggin' Pakistan with 80 billion in the enemy's hands. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. First off, why, why are you paying, you know, the terrorists? That's just stupid. I don't see you anymore. Where did you go? Huh. There you are. Um, I mean, as far as that, yeah, but it, it's so bad now to where even soldiers and I've heard, out of soldiers' mouths, don't well, to defend or even join the military or be in the military or serve their four years and they're out because they see, and it's not the military's fault. It's the idiots who are running. It doesn't matter to me if, you know, Trump, it doesn't matter, Biden, I don't care. We need people that actually, we need to really just say screw the the Democrat Republican Party. I mean, I know this is about soldiers, but I mean, this is where we get back to always, you know, and bring in somebody that's an independent, somebody who's not a rich billionaire, you know, like Donald Dre or, you know what I mean, Donald Trump was and actually has a decent, solid fucking head on his shoulders or her shoulders, whoever bring somebody in somebody. I agree. Somebody I agree. Because it, it's getting ridiculous. It's, oh, this party said that. People have lost friends over the political bullshit. Me, I'm an independent. I'm just going to vote for whoever's wanting to do the best job. Not whoever's going to fill your head with bullshit. And that's the problem today. They're filling people's heads with bullshit. People buy into it. And then look. Look what happens. You know? It's, it's a, it's a, and I say it this way. It's a. It's like a circus without a tent when I lived in Los Angeles oh, wow. and all the people that are brown nosing and, you know, going to these 
40, 60, $80,000 of plate dinners to, to vote. Uh, his real name is Barry Sotoro. And everybody knows him as Barack Hussein Obama. And yeah, he probably won the first one because, oh, we were tired of the, you know, pasty, cookie cutter, white man, this and that, elite. And I don't think that he fairly won the second round uh, because of whoever owns the Dominion voting machines. And just like this last one that put uh, old Biden in office, our, our man or my boy, might not be yours, uh, who I, I loved doing his first term and beating Hillary, who's as corrupt as the fucking day is long. I would have voted for Elmo before I would have voted with Hillary because I did not take her serious the whole time. And I love Bill. Like, Bill, if he yeah. could have ran, hell yeah, I would have voted for him. But Hillary going around with, I mean, and this is nothing because I handle, I manage musicians. I have no issue with music at all. Yeah. But to go around with rap, I mean, the rap groups, first off, get all the votes, just like the Democrat Party has been known to just like the last election. Trump was ahead at midnight and we wake up at 637 in the morning and now he's behind in all the seven key states because, oh, we can't count all the videos showing outside the hotel and the voting booths where the U-Hauls backed up and they pulled shit out from underneath the tables and they put the curtain up and well how many more do we need to win uh it, it's corrupt and, and, and until we get the the voting system down and one of my favorite philosopher comedians george carland you should listen to some of his stuff and he's spot on i know who he is i've heard him oh my god you think you got a chance you think you got to vote you think you can make a difference everything's been bought and paid for and you know it's just like such evil people in, in high places. And it's been happening like that for a while since, you know. Yeah. The Federal Reserve is no more federal than Federal Express. And the Federal Express isn't any more federal than UPS. It's just a name. But the Rockefellers and the, you know, Bilderbergers and the Rothschilds and all that with the, the Uber money that own, you know, so much of everything uh, decided to do that. And that's why you pay taxes today. And well, if you don't, then they they take your shit away. I, and that never in the in the cards to begin with. If you read the Constitution, but at the same time, who was involved with that back in 1775? Because it came out in 1776. But our our country, which I do believe is the greatest on the on the planet, and I haven't been to all of them, and <laughs> I'd like to go to a few more while I still can. And they they allow white Christian male single straight whatever you want to call me because right now it's so convoluted with this woke thing and the cancel culture and the trans this and blah, blah, blah. I believe there's two genders, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. You know, it's like, if you want to be gay, you want to hang out with the same sex partner, go for it. Doesn't bother me. Not going to affect my life. Do whatever you want. Get your freak on behind closed doors, but don't tell me that I got to, believe it and think it's okay and give you the thumbs up and a pat on the back and way to go Steve you know for doing whatever you want with your boyfriend or your husband or your wife and you know when I was in California they had that big vote of I forget what, what it was called maybe Proposition 21 for example and I may not be correct where 21 million people voted against same-sex marriage 
And then two years later, the Supreme Court changed that verdict and made it okay. So nine people beat out 21 million. Figure me that. It's like they knocked off Scalia after he met with Obongo on the, the tarmac. And it's like, okay. And they knocked off Joan Rivers because she called out LaVon Robinson for being a tranny. I don't want to stray too far off topic. You know? Sorry. Okay. Get me back on track. Or is my opinion on any of that. I have no problem with what people do. I do not care who sleeps with who, who's doing who, who's dressing up, who's doing this, who's doing that. Because I have other problems in my life to worry about than who's banging who, you know? And I don't, I'm not one of them people where I look down, you know, as far as people of who they're sleeping with. I don't care. I don't care. You're, you're not sleeping with me, so I don't care. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But... It, people go do whatever you want to do gay marriage okay whatever i'm for it you know i have plenty yeah. of but here we go I'm with friends the, too yeah what the issue is okay nobody friends. i got indian friends cuban friends yeah everybody is entitled to their own opinions their own beliefs and whatever but these politicians are eating it up and that is exactly why people are arguing there's riots everybody's fighting people are wanting to know you know why because the politicians took the fucking unity out of the country and that's the problem people we need that back nobody cares who's sleeping with who nobody cares you know what you're out there doing stop stealing first off and robbing these stores who work hard for their money period hey it was open season for a year and a half you know, and nobody you know, i've heard all about what's going on out there in LA but Great. we need to come back together because if we don't come back together we're all going to be fucked every single one of us it doesn't matter if you're a Republican it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat it does not matter if we don't start looking out for each other including our soldiers seriously right we're screwed and if we keep pissing off the armies and the soldiers then do you really think they're going to defend us they're going to be like oh no fuck it you know and that's my outlook on it you know seriously people got to start learning how to to come back together you know as people we're people we don't care if you're black white hispanic we don't care I, person you know yeah, i people just need what, what it's coming down to and i totally hear what you're you're putting down and uh uh I smell what you're stepping in. <laughs> I hear you chirping, Big Bird. Totally agree. But we need half a the country is 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 kind of like a mentally not necessarily challenged, but they've been almost like brainwashed with propaganda or whatever you want to call it, or you know, their friends, and they just want to fit along, fit in, and get along, and accept that, and it's no thing, and let's not rock the boat, and let's just keep even keel. Well that's not what what happens with with a hero and a soldier and uh, someone that you know for the military without our strong military we wouldn't be speaking english and and the french wouldn't be speaking french they would they would be speaking german so look at history and you'll figure out communism socialism fascism 
uh, Stalin, stuff like that, Hitler, blah, blah, blah. They all had a certain way of doing something. And if I can suggest two books for the viewing audience to read, and then it's up to you to interpret it and decipher what's kind of between the lines. It's like as an actor, I've been doing that for, I don't know, 35 years. I joined SAG in 89. So do, do some math on that. I've been in 150, 60 films and maybe 118 or 20 on IMDb. But there's two rules. Uh, there's basically, like I said, Three sides to every story, your side, my side, and the truth. So don't take my word or anyone's word or Jordan Peterson or, you know, uh, uh, I, I really like, uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. The, the ex guy from Fear Factor, he's got his own podcast. He's huge. Yeah, right. And they, yeah. And they took Tucker Carlson off. I can't talk right now. But the two books I want you to read, and one of them, uh, a previous president used to have under his arm to try and shape the country and it's called rules for radicals by sal alinsky rules for radicals by sal alinsky go buy it from your bookstore or order from amazon and the other one is another one that a friend of mine i'm not going to say his name because they'll go after him for telling me to tell you to to read it it's called and it's written back in the 70s so this is 50 something years ago it's called uh None dare call it conspiracy. And oh my God, if that's not an eye-opener book, none dare call it conspiracy. And you got to order it. It's in paperback and I don't know how many revisions or printings they did of it, but it, it kind of opens up the, the thing kind of like George Carlin does on who's really running certain things, uh, politics, government, et cetera, like that. And I just implore you to do that and do your own research and your own homework and come to your own conclusion rather than listening to some paid stuff suit that's bought and sold their soul on some news network because you know it's right for wrong. You feel it in your gut and in your heart and it's up to you to make the difference and, and go to, to bat and, and to war to save what's left of this country before it's too late and it can't be saved. Yep. That's true. They need to really write a book called Mind Your Damn Business and Get a Damn Job and Do the Right Thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll write the damn book. <laughs> but I mean, the soldiers, like, I have so much love for for our, so, our soldiers because I know, you know, from watching my kids and from family who were soldiers before, I know that none of us would be able to do what we do at all if it was for them and people need to start being more thankful about it exactly and i totally agree look at some of these other countries that if you disagree you you disappear yeah and you don't have the freedom of speech you can't say the truth you got to go with the masses which are the asses and you know are controlled they're, they're the sheeple they're sheep and people it's just as simple as that you you got kind of see the glazed over you know dead look in their eyes and they so bad and it's just like tesla for example there there's people that have engines that run on water that you know not just hydrogen but they're bought and sold by the oil company because they don't want the competition and they make so much money with petroleum products yeah hello 
<laughs> when you said that, that just reminded me of that 70s show where they're talking about it in the basement and they're like, hey, man, this car runs on water. Yeah. But I tell yeah. you something about me. I mean, this is nothing <laughs> towards people who drive electric cars, but I don't want to take a chance of being on a trip driving somewhere across America at three o'clock in the morning and my battery dying in the middle of the desert. I prefer gasoline. I'm going to put gas in my car because I know my ass is going to make it where I need to make it, period. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just I not totally cars at all. At all. Yeah. I and, mean and on a similar parallel, to you veterans out there that were coerced and forced and mandated to do something against your belief, your religion, your better knowledge, your higher power, your whatever, on something that wasn't proven and unknown, my hat's off to you for not doing it. And it's all coming full circle now and being revealed that some people that did a certain thing uh, and, and doubled down and followed through are in worse shape now than those that did nothing and relied on your own immune system, if you know what I mean. And it's kind of blatant, but um, you know, I'm not calling a, a spade a spade, but it's out there you know what's right, you know what's wrong. And when someone's got to you know, tempt you with a, a cruise to do something or force you to do that or threaten you to do sit, something else, it's not a free country. Yeah, I agree. Guys, and I got your back yep. six days from, from, from Sunday and I would gladly go back and join the service as you know, a, a counselor or instructor or, or go on a, a one-way mission to end something that, that shouldn't be here. Uh, because I believe that much in what America stands for, the red, the right, the, the white and the blue and the, and the right to bear arms, which is the Second Amendment, which kind of backs up the first one that they're trying to take away from you. Yeah. And bear arms, guys, that means don't go out and do stupid shit with your guns, because once again, and I really hate to sound like an after school special. Guns. Okay, people kill people. People, if you have guns in your house and you know you have children in that house, lock, lock it up. But the guns, the whole point of having any kind of weapon is to make sure that you and your family are protected. It is not to be used out just to shoot somebody or to take somebody's life or to do dumb shit. Stop. You do, I'll come after you. Stop it. It's I'm independent, and I'm telling you guys, stop it. It's ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. And you think everybody knocks that kind of stuff. Well, not everybody. Some people do. You know what I mean? But what would the country be if we didn't have them? You know? It's ridiculous. That's, it's actually, it's yeah, the people it's, that they have a gun, and then the first thing they do when they're in trouble is call someone that does have a gun against a guy that's not supposed to have one, which is why he's a criminal. Huh, how do you, wait, hmm. I mean, everybody, um, the, this is gonna be the end of this because we're, we're gonna end it. We are definitely gonna tell you, thank you for your service and definitely to your father and much love oh. to you. And we're, we're just gonna go off on this note with everybody here. 
we're gonna thank you guys for watching we um this is the first live first of many to come anyway and please stay safe stop doing dumb shit i mean and love your soldiers there's a big event i've got it on my page that's going down in vegas you know for people who would love to come and speak get on my page check it out and just love your soldiers appreciate your soldiers if you're having dinner somewhere you see somebody in the army buy them dinner do something do something i was just gonna say that yeah. go out and, to make someone that did serve that's in their 80s 90s or whatever 70s that you see them being proud and wearing the hat or the lapel or the shirt do do something nice nice for them acknowledge them i don't care if it's at the gas station or walmart or whatever but yeah definitely well thank you guys we're gonna wrap this up we will see you next time love you guys be safe have a good one god bless america <laughs> thank you very much i appreciate your time take care of each other and honor and respect america and the flag and uh each other. love each other definitely love of amen thank you very much everybody give a big round of applause to the one the only daphne matthews Woo! <laughs> bye guys it's time to strap our boots on this is a perfect day to die Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender And there's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through We are the ones who will never be broken We'll fight to the death We are soldiers We are soldiers
shoulder to shoulder We stand shoulder to shoulder You can erase us, you'll just have to face us
Haters never fear and life is rough It's gonna be a good time catching up